The following Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast is based on real events from the history of American crime. Some of this imagery might be upsetting. Listener discretion is advised. Incident. In- incident power. Incident. In- incident power. Incident. In- incident power. 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 Incident. In- incident power. Incident. In- incident power. Incident. In- incident power. So that happened. So um, I hear that I hear about all the sounds. I hear the alarm in my head, and I I tilt my head, and I hear the sound effect going on outside. And I, I continue doing what I'm doing. I I, I I have full faith in the team. I'm more concerned about Rusty sometimes than I am more about uh, mm-hmm. Penny. Uh, then I proceed to start cataloging the illegal. Not cataloging like detailed, more cataloging as in okay, all right, yeah, sure, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. Mm-hmm. And seeing if anything stands out to me, going, ooh, that shouldn't be here. Like more than just illegal drugs, like ooh, or illegal items. It's like ooh, why is that there? Yeah. You want me to roll? Investigation. Seventeen plus three. Twenty. Okay, so you you spot a lot of different like arcane focuses or sure. foci, whatever the correct sure. plural is. Like different gemstones and stuff that they really don't have a lot of monetary value, but you can tell have a, a certain sort of magical charm about them. There are some rings, some jewelry, quite a few spell books that would be like the magic equivalent of the anarchist's cookbook. Pieces of spells that somebody was, was working on trying to develop. That, but clearly aren't like fully realized yet for all sorts of different like uh, conjuration effects. Um, there, there are spells in there about trying to summon um, demons and elementals. There is a few spells that seems like they would be like offensive in nature. So like a, a delayed blast fireball, for example, some, some broken wands, some some old some empty scroll tubes, really almost like a like a small secondhand magic item shop. Really, um, uh, almost, almost there... kind of almost. Well, I take that back. Almost like a like a small library, really. Okay. Uh, I I start looking at the at the spells that aren't completed type thing just to mm-hmm. see if anything looks like like I'm looking to see if I can put together how he ended up upstairs dead mm-hmm. because there's like. Is this connected specifically or very abstractly? I'm looking for clues to see if there's someone was in here type of situation. So spot around the room, looking to see if maybe someone was in here trying to go through it or get to this space. Was anything left in a hurry? Is there a cup of tea on the table type of situation? Okay. Things that were pulled out, you know, what has more dust on it? What doesn't have more dust? What looks uh, like it's been in that generic operating space? I got you. Some Sherlock Holmes type of stuff. Yes, 100%. Slowing down, yep. talking to myself in my head, yeah. doing all the aspects. Yep. So it's it's hard to tell in terms of like what's been... If anything's been disturbed, because there are some things that haven't been moved in a long time. Like There's a, a heavy layer of dust on some stuff. 
other sure. things i mean it's a it's a dank basement so it's it's kind of hard to tell like what's been recently used and what's not um and the place is is kind of messy too i think you would get the sense that multiple people have well clearly multiple people have been down here at once before like sure. this is maybe some sort of a gathering spot or a meeting place sure. what else can i put in here to make this fun a safe that was underneath the bar yep has been it's a just like imagine like a classic like um, simple combination lock safe <clears throat> with the, the dial that spins on the front and the and the big handle that turns. It is bolted into the safe into the bar, and so you see like evidence of somebody trying to bust the safe out. Okay. The the wood on the bar is kind of splintered in some places, but the bolts go through the wood into the into the floor into the ground and must be pretty deep. A, uh, a crowbar nearby that, that seems like it was probably used in this. But yeah. Okay. I'm spending my time split between reading over the broken spells, and then I'm going to go to the safe, pull out one of my handy-dandy lockpicking tool type sets that I have, specifically okay. for when I have to do deep cover missions, and try to crack the safe. Okay. I think that's a dex In the name of investigation. You're a cop. I mean... I don't. Th- I don't know that there's due process and backfire that would make you wait for a warrant. Sure. There's a body upstairs. I'm, Not I'm, even I'm, cold everything yet. Everything down here is now evidence. <laughs> everything here is part of the problem. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Zephyro would probably take a look at the incomplete spells to try to see what they were trying to, what he was trying to do with them. Okay. I give it like a quick read over. I'm. I. I know Arcana based on small things, but not enough to have that deep blood, so I look it over real quick and I, I leave that to her. Okay. I step across the room and she's safe. Okay. Um, so yeah, Solar doesn't really pick up anything. Like, it's magic stuff. Zephyra, looking at some of the spells, like, it, it seems like some some, like, experimental stuff. Right? He's or, or somebody, whoever wrote this um, is, is trying to come up with ways to contact other planes, trying to come up with ways to find people um, who exist outside of Backfire, which as far as you know, is not is not possible. Like, the idea of of a multiverse doesn't really exist here. As far as people in the city know, they are it. They're the only thing in the they're the only thing in existence. Um, so, some like pretty radical stuff. And then just trying to come up with, I, I like the idea of, of him trying to come up with, like, a way to improve upon existing spells like a more efficient magic missile <laughs> a more um like stuff like that right uh, a better a better healing spell stuff like that so just like minor improvements on stuff um kind of like a, a physicist like like playing with equations but definitely some of this more like trying to contact other planes and um conjuring elementals or beings from other other realms of existence and things like that okay is there anything here that looks like it would be useful for anything i'm trying to do yeah mm-hmm. okay can i try to pocket some of it yeah make a, a sleight of hand check is that against my passive or because i'm not paying you're, attention 100%? yeah you're not paying attention um uh 16 yeah so yeah you're good um what's what's percy doing is he still upstairs uh, well, yeah, because now he's he's already made enough trouble for uh, <laughs> for one instance, and he's got to ramp up if he wants to make more trouble. He doesn't quite feel like it, so he's just uh, waiting 
for results because you know he knows he's got to actually explain himself so okay. uh, it's best not to okay you know interrupt things any further okay and dig, dig more of a hole <laughs> just, just wanted to check in and make sure everything was good yeah. um so can you tom can you make a lock pick or a dex check for that lock pick i think it's dex i assume it's got to be dex sure uh, ten. Your your pick doesn't break, but you're you're not you're not successful. Okay. On it. I will spend the next action round to inspect the inspect the box a bit more. Look for, you know, put my ear against it. Start pulling some, you know, okay. Ocean's Eleven stuff. Trying to start. You know, I'm uh, Wizzy. I'm I'm now rusty from Ocean's Eleven and Twelve. <laughs> yeah. I got it. I know what I'm doing. So I'm gonna sit there and spend the town. I'm gonna spend a turn cycle prepping to do the next one with an advantage is that possible um so what we can do is just have you take 10 on it so just we're just going to say that the next 10 minutes um yep. are spent sort of meticulously um trying to thread the needle with that lock pick right and okay. and okay. well i guess in this case since it is a combination like you've got your ear pressed against it i imagine you have some kind of like horn <laughs> sort of looking thing pressed up against it well i have um i i have some magical requirements i have so i just like amplify the hear like yeah. It's like how I track targets yep. from footsteps away. I'm now listening to the tumblers. Okay. Yeah. And so I you're able to you're you're able to to get it, and it pops open. Sweet. Lift it. Uh, it swings out towards me. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do I what do I see? Um, inside there is a there's a notebook, mm-hmm. and sitting on top of the notebook is a a potion. Yep. The liquid is is clear, a little bit foggy, but but mostly it's pretty clear. It's heavy though. It, it feels like the the bottle feels heavy. The flask feels heavy. Um, I could I confirm that the top is very well secured. Yeah, it's, I, my pocket, I have a bag of holding. It's it's corked in there. Yeah, it it kind of looks like a Legend of Zelda <laughs> potion, but instead of instead of red or green, mm-hmm. it's just. I'll talk about that for later, and I open yep. up the book. The book is uh, a it is Tate's journal. Sure, it is uh, a lot of um, like in some cases he's rambling about like drama on on set, right? Yep. Stuff that would be like ripe for a variety. Sure, debating so about like, like is it a blackmail book? Uh, no, it, I mean. So far from what you see, it's like a, a private journal. But as you like, as you're flipping through the pages, he seems to be getting more and more afraid. Like there's this almost like panic. His handwriting gets um, shakier. Um, sure. He he mentions in a couple of places that he thinks he's being followed. Sure. He he mentions in a couple of places that he has gotten some threatening letters regarding who to cast in this upcoming production and he's mad because the letters don't specify who they want him to to cast in this certain role um but he seems to know from the language like from how it's written he seems to know who's responsible for it and he is he's genuinely afraid i would say does he he has a journal is is the journal like a like a bullet journal where he's got pieces put in there he's got clips of the letters or copies of the letters in there you know are the artifacts or things or is it all just scribbles it's just a composition okay yep just um, a, a simple okay. a simple journal like that 
Well, we'll take this as evidence. This shows the that shows that he has been putting himself in a high state of paranoia, mm-hmm. and then the agent was somewhat on tat on par with the argument of, mm-hmm. "Hey, I need to check for a couple things. Things have been going sideways." So mm-hmm. we now have a we have two collaborating evidence pieces. The downside is that I need to get upstairs to back to that library and start ripping apart that room before papers start disappearing. Mm-hmm. Um, I did the room one more check around for anything else that sticks out to me. So. <laughs> Again, just to remind you um, that there was that sort of magazine on his on his desk that you saw with certain actors' names circled. Just to remind everybody, it was uh, Marissa Bonaventure, Rachel Honeychurch, Nora Humiston, and Mary Margaret O'Malley. And through O'Malley, he had drawn a, a big X and written McKinley. I'm um, cro- like scribbled that out. Okay. So you've got names. You got this journal yep. about him being threatened. And so you come up the stairs, and there is Percy standing by himself in the study. I give Rusty the the uh, good cop, bad cop vibe sig- uh, signal that we do when we have okay. to interrogate. Uh-huh. I let him start uh, the bad cop row. Um, basically trying to figure out, uh, double-checking. I'm basically having him put himself in the stance. And as Rusty is getting, like, sizing up, getting ready to, like, get back into the swing, I go, all right, all right. So what's your situation here? What, what brought you here? Okay, all right, so Percy just kind of gives it a moment to figure out how much he wants to say, because we know his backstory, but now does he say the whole thing. And uh, he goes, okay, all right, straight up, uh, get off on the wrong foot. Um, My name is Percy Grips, and uh, some bad stuff happened with me and my family. Some stuff I can't explain. and I was wondering if there was magic involved in what took place today so I could get to the bottom of it. That's it. That's all I got. Okay, so I have some questions. Okay. Step one, does any of the things that happen to your family involve, and I point at the dead body on the floor? Uh, not that I know of, unless their name's written here. Okay. Step two, was this recent? Was this five years ago, ten years ago, a hundred years ago? Like, what's been, like, what made today, right now, the time you needed to come talk to a cop? Uh, Specifically, you didn't even come to talk to a cop. You came to yell at cops about what could be going on in the room. That's suspicious. Rusty, like, chuckles. Uh, just the nature of the crime. Uh, you've seen? Have you seen this kind of crime before? For the viewers at home, there was a weird-looking kind of explosion burn type of situation. Mm-hmm. Looked very... Looks like it was done in a way that made it impossible to figure out where the angle came from and why it was placed this way, right? Let's see, so Percy goes, uh, takes a look at the body, he says, no, but I wanted to see if there was an identical body, because then I'd have a lead on what happened to me. <laughs> I sit there and I sit there and think on that when I go and like, that's a new, that's, I've, I've, I've seen some things, I've been in some places, I've been in some deep missions, I've never had the identical body situation happen right now, so I'm, th- I'm sitting there, not a loss for words, but, um, I can use this as an opportunity for Zafira yeah. to meander up behind me. Maybe, maybe you, this is where you can transition in on this part because I'm like I'm, I'm a loss for words right now. Yeah, um, I take it Zafira would have heard that, and I don't mm-hmm. know if she would recognize anything about that. Not up on identical bodies. Seem, yeah, that doesn't seem intriguing to her. You know, the mm-hmm. whole wanting to bring somebody back, and if there's two people, how does that work? But like the creation of another person maybe mm-hmm. would be something that would be interesting to her so she would definitely 
probably pry more for more information on like what uh, what happened to you? What are you? What, what do you mean? So Percy just kind of, and obviously, like now, once he starts to, once he starts to explain it, he just kind of like looks. He's like, okay, do I, like, how much, how much do I get? How much trouble am I about to get into if I say exactly what's what's happening here? And he he just says, uh, one day I went home, and there was another me sitting at the table. And apparently, I'm now disposable. So I was thinking, if I was disposable, maybe somebody else was too. Before you back, hold on, hold on there, friend. Okay, so <laughs> back it up. You walk in, you walk in your house. You see another person sitting at your dining room table, look exactly like you, and you. Then what? You can't really leave us there with nothing, did you? I ran. You just ran out the door. Well, yeah. Uh, can I make an insight check? Yeah. Insight. I have advantage, right? Uh, I'll, I mean, I'll give you advantage because you're a cop. Uh, 20. From, yeah. Uh, he's so, telling the truth. He's telling the truth. Yeah. Um, is there a way for me from that insight to understand if he believes that he is himself or type of situation? If he believes he's himself or if he's the other person? Uh, I'm having like a six day Arnold Schwarzenegger breakdown does he believe that he is himself or does he think that the other person is also having a paranoid moment or do I have to do more things to get to that point uh, no you don't have to do anything more to get to that point uh, you would I think Percy thinks both things are true that he is himself but then this other person is also him okay. but, All right. but not in like yeah. a but not like a Tyler Durden kind of thing just sure. like there he is there's me physically there okay so yeah six day six day got it okay so I go alright okay we'll just start from the top of the books do you have any enemies well I do now and well, he's, 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 he's he goes and he goes wait 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 I'm gonna say who they are okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh <laughs> he goes he goes uh well as of now my family they're Gratanes and honestly I just wanted to see if they were involved Okay. What does your family do? do I, first off, history check. Do I know are they a criminal family? Is this a family that did anything? Do I know this from generic reports that I've been involved mm-hmm. into? I don't know where my precinct region is compared to crime. Yeah, so I, I think that I think this is almost up to Griff, right? Because this is this is your backstory, right? Like how well, how famous is the family? Uh, well, the the Gratains are they're kind of kind of an open secret uh, family I guess okay like you know it, it, uh, well just for backstory purposes uh, Percy Percy's parents uh, made their wealth providing assistance to adjacent houses affiliated with various lords of backfire mm-hmm. but as to their um, their real intentions and motives and how they really made their money he doesn't know uh, but kind of dovetailing with what he saw he figures that it was very very bad and still is I'd love to see how Rusty reacts to this information <laughs> Rusty what would Rusty know Rusty's not that bright and I don't I don't think that Rusty is like somebody who's really tied into stuff he's just on the well, take well yeah he, I mean he's on the take though 
and so. and the Gratains aren't like totally on the up and up. So I, I think you see Rusty making a face, that, the face that he makes when he's trying to play dumb. Got it. Okay. He's okay. like, I, uh, look, Gratain, uh, I don't know. I, I don't. Okay. I don't know. So I helping people. I take this at, I, yeah. I, so I, I see that look. I see his face, and I know that he does that when he's. Because I know it's not an open secret. I know what he's doing. He may not know. I know what he's doing. I know what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And I know when he makes that face. Like that's very Jim Gordon. Batman Begins one. Like I know the other one's on the take, and I just deal with it. So I go into the library, and I proceed to go grab that paper that has all the names written on it and crossed out. Mm-hmm. And I bring it back in the room, and I sit down, and I go, okay. And to the whole room, I go names that have been circled that looks like evidence. Mm-hmm. These are the names that we have. And then this is where we do a comparing up session. Okay. And then this is where I need to go. I'm, Unless I'm, the room explodes. No, um, I'm I'm trying to Google something because I just had an idea. I said Batman Begins. What are you gonna do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I flashed it into the the James Corden as Jim Gordon joke. <laughs> um, but he never he never acknowledged. I can't believe that. I tagged him in the tweet and everything. <laughs> yeah. So you 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 bring up like you bring up the list and you um you have the the list kind of side by side with the journal. Um, are you are you showing the journal to Zafira and Percy? Uh, yeah, because at this point, uh, You're... The, this whole room is now. I'm basically using my my position that I have with the two people that seem to be more interested in what's going on, and I'm much more in the mindset of if I let some information flow out here, I can mm-hmm. pick a couple more pieces up. Mm-hmm. I'm also tracking to see how all everybody reacts to the notebook journal, the list of names and the writing whatsoever, and then seeing if what happens in the room. Okay. Um, you do see several references in the journal to M, like he's referring to people by their initials. Um, sure. So the references in there to M, um, and uh, as you are uh, looking around the room, you see a book um, up on the bookcase, like kind of high up in the in the top left corner on the bookcase in the very edge, and the title of the book is "Slow Thinking." Fast acting by, and the author is um, Miriam Gratain. And that's where we stop for this week. Wait. So Tate's got a Gratain book. Uh oh. Yeah. Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. I wonder. Yeah. Um, so that's that's it for this week, like I said, or I guess this session, like I said. Um, I'm going to hype play for progress really quickly, even though you're going to hear me do it again in the outro in a second. Um, we are trying to raise money to make a sustainable D&D storytelling program for high school students in northeastern Pennsylvania. $5 could go a long way towards helping these kids um, through a lot of their problems. Um, thanks, everybody. Anybody want to plug anything? Plug yourself? Plug your stuff? Anything? Uh, no, <laughs> I res- nothing this this session. But uh, I'll go, I'll go maybe, last. Once else is done. But uh, yeah, you can find me. I guess if you want to see what I tweet about when I'm not coming up with crazy stuff to say, is there's a grits. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Griffmoy, G I F F M O Y, and buy that ebook. And buy that ebook, which I'll talk about later. Yeah.
Tom. Uh, just try uh, track everything I'm doing on uh, on Twitter, Economy T2, C-O-N-M-Y T2. We'll have it in the link description below. Um, basically, I'm running around with my head chopped off. I'm doing four, three or four different panels this summer. I have four to five different DD campaigns, somewhere between on and paused. So just uh, Twitter will be the best place for me to tell you what's going on. <laughs> yep. All over the world, living vicariously on, through you. Yep. I'm on Twitter too, but all I tweet about is getting pancakes at midnight and then the dog getting sprayed by a skunk, so. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's, that's my life. No. <laughs> yeah. Or a punk. Or a dogger. No, my. So, okay. real quick, um, my dad lost his sense of smell when he was a boy. And when I still. When I lived there, this like 25 years ago, probably. Um, he used to take, we had this border collie, and he would take, you would go jogging with the dog um, and let her off the leash. There were these woods by our house, and he would run a couple laps around the, like, the old elementary school. Um, obviously, school's closed. <laughs> Church. Um, and he'd let the dog off the leash, and it would drive my mom crazy, because um, she would charge into the woods and, like, chase squirrels and stuff, and my dad never cared. Um, but one day, she got skunked, and my dad didn't know because um, he couldn't smell oh. it and so the poor dog like her coat oh, no. she was she was almost all white um big bushy like border collie coat and she was going crazy like trying to rub it off of herself off of her chest and so he's just like jogging along like <laughs> business as usual um jogs all the way home and my mom's like what what like somebody got skunk that's awful and then it's getting like closer and closer and here comes my dad just like <laughs> running down the sidewalk the poor dog going crazy her her coat is like green from grass stains (laughs) (laughs) a a fun summer day in the wilzak house (laughs) arlo Arlo got it in his face yeah and i can tell he got it in his eye because his eye is like watering and sliming trying to get it out and like he was like burrowing his face into the carpet and everything when i let him in last night Poor Arlo. He got, he's gotten like three baths today. <laughs> Poor Arlo. One in tomato juice. Hashtag thoughts and prayers for Arlo <laughs> and the entire Grover family. All right. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. See you soon. Bye. 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 Hi again, everybody. This is Dr. Andy Wilzak. I wanted to say thanks again for taking time to listen to the show. We really appreciate it. The reason why I wanted to make Strength Check into an actual play D&D podcast, um, when there are so many other actual play shows out there that are probably um, way better than anything that I could do, is I want to draw your attention to a project that I'm a part of here in northeastern Pennsylvania. We're calling it Play for Progress, and the idea is to use D&D and eventually, hopefully, probably, other tabletop games to help middle school and high school kids who are struggling with mental health problems or addiction issues or who feel alienated or isolated in some in some way. Um, this part of Pennsylvania has been hit really, really hard by the opioid crisis. Um, this part of Pennsylvania has a very high alcoholism rate. And this part of Pennsylvania is diversifying very quickly and there are those who have capitalized on that to try to create more conflict between people so we have a lot of kids here who are alone and who are suffering um, and suffering mightily so what we're doing and the point of this message now 
is to just let you know that we are raising money to make Play for Progress a sustainable force for good in the northeastern Pennsylvania area. Um, if you have even $5 to spare for us, you can go to GoFundMe.com slash Play for Progress with hyphens between the words, so play hyphen for hyphen progress. Um, and anything that you can give us will go a long way towards making us sustainable. Thank you.